Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. It takes five to seven years for a family that comes together, a blended family, to form their new family identity. I share our story on purpose because I want people to know that God works through imperfect situations. So a lot of times we have this blended family thing where we add each other and stir like Kool Aid. When we put our children um, before our marriage. You know, this is where we start to see lots of division. You know, so their division sets division in their house. Their unity brings unity to the house. It takes time to form and norm your marriage. There's no hopeless marriage and there's no hopeless families. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. This episode is going to be dedicated to the three blended family pitfalls that can break up your marriage. And this is a very um, needed topic. We've had a lot of people ask us to cover this. And uh, today, we're going to do that. And we have a lovely guest here that we are privileged to have with us on the podcast today. Before we introduce her, we wanted to give a shout out to My Three Arrows. They left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They said, younger or older couples can both gain wisdom from these podcasts. Thank you for addressing real topics married couples encounter. So thanks, My Three Arrows, for a review. It helps a lot. So we're excited to introduce to you our podcast guest today, Cynthia Eldridge. Cynthia is a licensed marriage and family therapist, as well as a professor at Wilson University. And she has a master's degree in counseling, a master's in business administration, and a bachelor's in health science. Um, Very qualified to be talking with us today about the blended family pitfalls that can break up your marriage. Um, So Cynthia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Carissa and Adam. I'm so glad and actually honored to be here to work with you guys today. So thank Aww, you. Thank you. We're excited. Cynthia has um, she, she has a special place in our heart because she um, was actually my first intern 
years ago when I went on maternity leave and I was like, I need help with these evals while I'm on maternity leave. And she, she jumped in and um, she has her own practice now, which um, is called Imagine Me. Uh, is that the full title? Yeah. Uh, Imagine Me Eldridge Family Counseling is the full title. All right. Yeah. Yes. And so she works with a lot of kiddos, a lot of families, couples. Um, and then she also is um, a counselor at a school. So she sees a lot. I mean, almost all of your students, your clients at the school are part of a blended family. Correct. Yeah, if not all, right? Like, all right. Yeah, so you see so many blended families, not to mention you're part of a blended family yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So share with us maybe just to kick things off a little bit about your own family so people know where you're coming from in terms of um, like the structure of your blended family. Okay. So um, my little family is, uh, it actually is us five. So if you ever follow me on Instagram, I'm Eldridge Five Love. So <laughs> Eldridge Five Love. <laughs> Um, and we were created uh, in 2001, and we are what we call a his and um, his mind and ours family. Okay, nice. Right? <laughs> so my husband had a son previous to our marriage, and I had a son previous to our marriage as well as, uh, and then we had our own. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it was interesting. We all got together. Um, it was a I called a whirlwind romance. Uh-huh. It was short, sweet, and to the point. God just blessed <laughs> it, and we ran smack dab into the middle of blended family. Oh things. wow! <laughs> so how old were the uh, the two that you had already when you guys? So got So my oldest was five, mm-hmm. and uh, my young well, and then Jordan was uh, one and a half. So okay. He wasn't quite okay. two. Okay, yeah. so five and one and a half, mm-hmm. and then how long did you guys wait to have your third? Um, let's see, probably a year and a half okay. because they're three years apart. Jordan and okay. Josh are three years apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you guys just jumped right in with, I mean, that's a hard age too for any family to have a one and a half year old and a five year old. So that's, I mean, they're toddlers and starting school and developmental challenges already. And then to throw in blended family. Yeah. Cause you know, it's uh, blended families sometimes kind of go through that. I call it the awkward kind of stage okay. right um where you know you're trying to figure out what do people call the other significant mm-hmm. other you know the yeah. spouses or the parents and things like that what do they call them um are you going to be called by your name are you going to be called by you know like a more endearing name mm-hmm. how do you develop these relationships yeah. how do you put things together um you know and ours was not i mean for for my son um it was a little he was younger so it was a lot easier mm-hmm. not easier mm-hmm. And um, now for my oldest son, you know, so he had a mom. He has his mom. His mom was in his life, uh-huh. you know, and then here I come. Actually, I remember one time, a particular t- story he told me one time is we were in the house. We were in the house and we were getting things ready. This is pre, pre-marriage. So we okay. started get our changing our roles over okay. before we actually, you know, um, got married. Uh-huh. Um, and so what he told me and I was like, well, I need you to clean. I told him I need you to clean the house. And he says, um, actually. It's me and my dad's house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, that was kind of that first, like, you well. know, whoa, <laughs> kind of awkwardness. I don't think I told my husband that for a few years after that, right? And, but you remember it because oh, it was like, clear. That, like that punch. Huh? It was. And it was like, actually, and, you know, and it's like, that's the finesse, right? How yeah. do you handle mm-hmm. that, right? Because mm-hmm. it was his and his dad's house. This right. is where they were living, you know? Yes. 
And this is where he felt home and and comfortable. And I was the new person coming in. Uh Right. And so, you know, and I was like, yeah, it was it's going to be all of our houses, you know. And Uh so how do you start to kind of finesse that conversation, you know, with the older older children that Uh have knowledge, you know, of what's going on? They have knowledge of the original uh, family structure totally. and what they want it to have mm-hmm. happen. Yes. Um, so it was so interesting to kind of go into it. And so, you know, we got hit with parenting styles, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, that happens. Communication, <laughs> um, all those different areas. I said, but the thing is, is that I often tell people um, is that, and it's happened for us, you mm-hmm. know, is we were hit with being, um, learning to be a couple mm-hmm. as well as all of a sudden learning to be parents to other children. All at the same time. All Such at the same time. Such a difficult, um, like challenge there. Cause like, I think before we started, I said like, it's hard enough developing your marital, like how we relate to each other and, and you know, like how do we figure stuff out and you know, all that stuff. And then learning how to be a parent that's difficult in itself but then all of that at once in real time oh my goodness <laughs> you've yeah. got to make decisions and you've got learning trying to figure out am i doing this right am i reacting out of emotions you know there's a lot of things that we're just not aware of then you start pulling from your families of origins of how things were mm. and you know we can actually do a lot of damage if we're not careful yeah you know probably a lot of damage quickly if you're quickly not right mm-hmm. you know and it's always interesting just because you know you don't if you don't take in consideration everyone's feelings, uh-huh. right? And that's everyone. And, you know, a lot of times parents just discount the feelings of their children, mm-hmm. even prior to getting married, right? Um, you know, it's, it's our decision, you know, and we're going to get married. And, you know, when you approach it in that manner, you know, you're already um, inviting fires, you know, uh-huh. to start to go along, you know. Um, and so you want to be able to be uh, really, you know, bring everyone kind of alongside, Um and allow them to, you know, get used to ideas. I said, because the biggest thing is that, you know, in terms of blending families and Mm -hmm. getting um, them all kind of like on one accord is developing relationships, you know, and sometimes that can be difficult. So I use the the, uh, example of my oldest son and, you know, this is our house, you Uh know. (laughs) Totally. And so, you know, actually, you know, our, our union was not, as people see us now and they're like, they have no idea that my family is blended. Mm. And it's funny. And I, I share our story on purpose because I want people to know that God works through imperfect situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you for that. Too. And yeah. uh, you're welcome. Um, and so I think it's so important because some people think that, you know, oh, they're just, you know, perfect yeah, things, yeah. you know, and I'm like, um, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I God can work. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we, our relationship was not always as strong as what you see. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because I kind of think back, I almost forget about those times, Mm -hmm. right? Where it was, it was more estranged because my son wanted to make sure um, that he honored both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, he was very um, specific in, I'm going to spend as much time with my mom as I spend with you guys. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was split from vacations, everything. That's Mm -hmm. just the way his mind thought. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to make sure that he he honored, he protected his mom and yeah. everything else. Um, so and, therefore you weren't as close because he had those loyalties? Right. Okay. Um, it was hard to really um, understand. There were a lot of things that I learned later, mm. right? Um, that I really came, I, I wished I wished I had been a therapist or something or gotten ex- yeah. help 
at that time, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there's so many things that I didn't realize was going on, mm-hmm. right? My own kid was really going through that whole divorce reaction. Yeah. He really was. He was just quiet about it. Right, which he was grieving. And you teach grief and loss, mm-hmm. so you understand that concept yes. that, that he's grieving. And absolutely, um, you know, and I didn't recognize it. You know, um, it was funny as he was, uh, I was probably going through school to become a therapist um, uh, when he was a senior mm-hmm. and he started writing his college essays mm-hmm. and it was so therapeutic for him. Um, and for me, it was so insightful because he began to really unpack what was going on for him. Um, What was so interesting to me was um, he shared that when he was in, I think it was eighth grade. It wasn't until eighth grade. Now they had his family, his his mom and dad had been divorced since he was four. Okay. Right. And it was eighth grade. And he thought he was the only person to experience divorce. He was already, he had self kind of isolated, you know, oh in, a, in a situation that he didn't feel like he could talk to anybody about oh. it or anything else. It was so interesting. Oh. And it's like, how can this be? We're in the wow. 2000s, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So just kind of normalizing it a bit so they know they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, it's like he went to, he lived in Lancaster for about a year. And this is where he found people that were going through um, co-parenting, you Mm -hmm. know, living through it. And he was like, wow. But he talked so much about how his self-esteem had taken a hit, you know, Mm -hmm. and how many things that he just really um, went through, you Mm -hmm. know. And I was just like floored and aghast. Right. And I'm like, wow, my kid was really going through all these things. Mm -hmm. And I had absolutely no idea Mm -hmm. that this was going on. Like you said, he was going through it quietly. Mm -hmm. And not everybody handles grief in the same way. Right. And so maybe some of that, um, awkwardness or standoffishness was just that Mm -hmm. the grief and loss. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're talking about a lot of the challenges, um, that, both the parents and the children face in a blended family. Um, and so we, you at the beginning, before we started recording, had talked about three specific pitfalls that um, parents can face that can actually um, break up your marriage. And so we wanted to ask you about those, and I'm sure there will be plenty of topics underneath each one. But what's the first pitfall um, that you see when you're working with blended families um, that can break up a marriage? Well, one of the first things really um, it's so important is that oftentimes one of the pitfalls is that we put our children before our marriage. Mm. Um, that is a misnomer. It's just not something that we should really be doing. Um, mm. We always have to remember that the the basis of the foundation of the family is that marital union, mm. you know, and we have to continue to strengthen that, um, you know, um, and, and not throw all of our resources into our kids, not necessarily take right. sides against their, you know, with, with the families and things of that nature. But, you know, um, this is also a pitfall that falls in regular, just marriage, right. you sure. know, uh, yeah. and, um, you know, we lose ourselves. We lose our, our union union. Right. We lose the communication and the intimacy that we, we need that helps us thrive. Our families right. thrive off of our marriage. They yes. thrive off of how we nurture our marriage, how we nurture each other. Um, and so, you know, that, that it feeds our right. family, you know, that love and that communication and, um, just time together. Mm. And so when, 
we put our children um, before our marriage. You know, this is where we start to see lots of division mm-hmm. um, that can happen within um, our own family structure, right? Mm-hmm. Beneath our nose, under our roofs, mm-hmm. you know, and we start to see triangles. You know, right. we talk about triangles in our our uh, in therapy or in families and things what like that. What is a that. triangle? How, how well, a triangle. That? When we triangulate, what ends up happening is that there is usually three people, mm-hmm. right? And two are aligned. So think about a triangle. The the base of a triangle is aligned, right? Then mm-hmm. you got this like outlier <laughs> out here, yes. right? And the, those who are aligned will align together, right? They will support each other, mm-hmm. right? Against the outlier, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And that predicts a lot of problems. So when people, um, so say there's a, 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 the mom and the son, mm-hmm. and it's her son, it's her biological son, and there's a conflict with the new dad, right? Mm-hmm. New stepdad, right? And so the mom says, well, no, I'm, you know, Johnny didn't do that, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm sticking up for Johnny, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to be careful, you know, I, I don't want you disciplining him, you know, I don't yeah. want any of these things that are going on. And so, you know, now you've got the husband, he's feeling set apart, right? Mm-hmm. Left out, right? Mm-hmm. Not apart, you Teamed know, up against. Yes. You know, yeah. so while we're supposed to be coming, becoming uh, more cohesive as a family unit, you know, we're getting these jagged edges yeah. or we're getting these pieces mm-hmm. of the, of Fractures. the triangle. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and, and those things do a lot of damage you know, because they're internalized, yep. right? As to yeah. what's my role in this household? Mm-hmm. You know, how is this going to be? Right. Um, you know, um, and quite honestly, especially with families and moms and dads, I yeah. said, that's when the mama bears and papa bears yeah. come out. Yes. <laughs> so I've seen, I've seen this happen too in, um, in some families that I've worked with. Yeah, but traditional is it, you know, like you get married and then a few years later, you know, like you have a kid, so you have that time to form that cohesive, uh, you know, front, right? You know, like unity. Then you have a kid, and then you're like, okay, you have time maybe to talk about how we parent and everything else. With the blended family, you're kind of getting thrown into all of that at once, mm-hmm. and you kind of have this like bond with your child before this other comes in, right? So, you, like, my loyalty is almost to my kid. Because I've, I've, you know, you for you, you've been had, together longer. You've been together for five years. That's your baby. You're the mama bear, and this dude is now like kind of crossing with me, or I don't like how you talk to him. So how do we start figuring out these these new dynamics? Like how how do you go about as a, maybe a therapist or even yourself slowing things down and say, okay, this is how we need to work through this. Well, one of the things that I, I actually realized um, and I realized early on is that um, that feeling that you have when you want to just like take up for your your kids and things like that is it's a fear. Right. Um, we we feel responsible. Because we brought our kids into the situation. Right. They weren't birthed out of the union. Right. We brought them. So if anything goes wrong. If it's, someone treats them wrong, you know, it's it's our fault. So that's uh-huh. where you get that roar, you know, that comes out, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, being able to, want to, in order to kind of combat some of that, right? Number one, I say, be honest with it. You know, be honest and say, hey, I feel responsible for these kids. Mm, that's that's the better conversation versus I don't like how you're disciplining them. I don't like how you treat mm. them. You know, it's like, you know, let's just be honest and say, you know, I feel responsible and I'm afraid that, 
if anything happens wrong to these kids, it's my fault. So own it and then identify what the fear is. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. good. And so, um, you know, it's so important, you know, we talked about like, what do we do with that? Right. And, and the communication that's so necessary, you know, prior to the nuptials. Mm. Right. And that brings us to pitfall number two. That would be reactive instead of proactive communication. Mm. Why is that a pitfall? Well, you know, um, when we have our conversations, you know, um, with, or we're feeling at, you know, um, not at ease, you know, with situations that are going on, right? So our number one thing is that we get really defensive, right? We protect, right? We do it for ourselves. We do it for our kids, you know. You know, if our teachers add something or the principal says something, we're already there to yes. balance our kids out, right? <laughs> so, um, um, you know, but the, the thing is, I guess the fallacy is that, you know, um, speaking out of emotion, I think, you know, that's a, it's a really big thing, yeah. right? You know, because we can say things and I tell people all the time, I'm like, you can, um, squeeze all the toothpaste out of the tooth, out of the tube, right? Mm-hmm. But you can never put it back the mm-hmm. same way that it was, right? So, so words go out and they do exactly what they, you, int- they were intended to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, you're dumb, you're stupid. I don't like how you did that, right? No. Um, yeah. don't think about disciplining my kid, you know, uh-huh. don't, um, you know, they go out and do exactly what they say, what they were intended to do. They don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sorry, doesn't take it back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. We still can't go mm-hmm. back in the same right. way. I've then, heard, I've heard so many people say too, like, you know, you really say what you actually think mm-hmm. when you're, when you're mad. I kind of disagree with that because like when we're heated, your frontal cortex is off. Mm-hmm. So you're saying stuff that you really don't mean. Mm-hmm. You're in that animalistic mode, right? Because yeah. your judgment and reasoning and is off. And you're just off. trying to get through and hurt them sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's so important to be able to pull back, mm-hmm. right? To That is a skill, you know. So when we work with couples, you know, that come in or families that come in, it's like, you know, you have to learn how to hear what someone's saying and how to listen without responding, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that you can take in what's, what's being said, mm-hmm. um, you can process. And everyone has a different way of processing. Some mm-hmm. people process really fast, right? right. And mm-hmm. some people need time to kind of go away and think about it, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has to allow themselves that mm-hmm. that yeah. opportunity. Um, so we're resolving conflict because that's what it is, right. right? I said, because in the heat of the moment, you know, we can definitely share things that are not helpful, uh-huh. right? You know, all things may be lawful, but not all things are <laughs> expedient, <laughs> right? They're not yes. helpful, right? And if you rely on the in the moment communication, it's really just conflict rather than, like you said, proactive right. communication. What's a tip that you can give someone to actually be proactive in their communication, especially when it comes to blended family concerns. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to piggyback on what the first solution would have been, would have been forming a united front, Mm, right? mm -hmm. And then communicate, 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 right? Um, And so um, understanding that your spouse is not um, the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. That understanding that um, they have the best, um, um, uh, everyone's interests at heart, Right. right? right? Believing they don't the, want everything to break right, down. Right, but believing the best mm-hmm. of your of your spouse, right? Yeah. Believing the best. What is the heart? I tell everybody all the time. 
you know, you got to understand the heart, Mm -hmm. understand, you know, someone may be saying something totally different, but what do you know about them? Mm. What do you know about their core and who they are and everything else? And sometimes you have to lean on that because people don't Mm -hmm. know what they're doing or saying through new situations and they're, Mm -hmm. and think about it. Everyone's kind of going through it at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, processing it and experience it in their way. Right. Mm -hmm. I, as a mom, is going to experience things different than my husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. He, you know, um, as, we know with husband and wife roles, right? Mm-hmm. Mom and dad roles are just different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so being able to set aside time, right? Um, mm-hmm. And come together okay. um, and, and aligning yourselves in terms of the forming United Front and talking about things that are hard, mm-hmm. parenting styles, discipline. Yeah. How are we going to do this, right? Yeah. Reward, chores, um, household routines, yes. you know, all those things. And how are we going to come up with a plan yes. for our family? So right. like if this was all written down right now, I'd take a big old highlighter and highlight this because this is something I see in so many couples. What they try to do is in the moment address something right. like, I don't like that. Stop that. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, stop picking up. not fair for. Right. Yeah. Yada, yada, whatever. And then of course that is just going to like, I felt disrespected and it blows mm. the top off of everything. So what you're saying here is, okay. It's not the right time in this in the, when it's escalated, when you're reactive, but set aside time to talk about how are we going to discipline? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just hit that when you guys are like in your right mind, not right after someone disciplined someone that they, and they didn't like it. Correct. Correct. Do you have a recommendation for that, by the way, like a rule of thumb for blended families on um, disciplining your non-biological children? <laughs> <laughs> I so particularly, it is a stickly one um, and I was thinking about that quite mm-hmm. honestly and I said you know because the experts like to say that you know the disciplining of your biological children should be done by the biological parent okay right um, you know I kind of find that maybe I, I can see that point. Mm-hmm. I said, I know for, for us that maybe would not have worked mm-hmm. so much in the structure of our home, Yeah, um, you know, um, in terms of levels of respect yeah. and, um, you know, um, but disciplining with love. Of right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I my I laugh because my kids say, you talk too much. You're always <laughs> lecturing us, you know, and I say, I want you to know where I'm coming from and understand everything. It's you know, heart, right? that is yeah. not just a you know, you're not just in trouble, you yeah. know, right. and you're not just taking things away. I want you to understand what what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, for us, it just it, it, it balanced, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, um, you know, who, whoever felt that the discipline should go through. So it was okay. never like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to wait and tell your dad, you okay. know, so he can discipline you. So or, that was not a rule in your family. It was not. Does it depend on the age of the children when they enter the blended family? Like your, your kids were young. Mm-hmm. Like what if, what if you guys got married and the kids were already teenagers? Like, would that be the same rule that you would just discipline your non-biological children as a teenager who just entered the blended family? We'll be right back to the interview, but first we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. 
and we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in, but we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. Um, I do think it changes it a little bit, right? Because okay. when your kids are young, they can um, adapt mm-hmm. fairly well to things, right? right? And, and my kids did. And Five is young. Yeah. 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 And that was your oldest at the time. Oldest, yeah. Correct. And that was your husband's biological son. Yes. At five. Okay. And so, you know, as kids get older, you know, and we know as through their developmental stages and things like that. And I tell them as you become more adult than kid, right? They, mm-hmm. have, they have opinions and thoughts and things like that. And also what people recognize is that your your parenting style or your discipline structure changes as your kids get older. Right. right? So, you know, you do get to the point where you're talking more, you're you know, maybe taking things away, you know, Mm -hmm. or doing different type of discipline structures, um, you know, as they get older and you're honoring the fact that they are. And so more um, adult than kids. (laughs) 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 And so, um, well, it's funny because kids often wonder, like, you know, they struggle with that. They struggle with the fact that, you know, I have opinions and nobody values that. Right. I have thoughts and it doesn't have to be done right now. Well, actually, it didn't. You know, mm. the clothes didn't actually have to be folded right now, but it was the preference of the adult. Sure. Right. right. And yeah. it's like, and so they understand the difference of it didn't have to be done right now. You're just making me. Uh-huh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, but with our 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 kiddos and our families as we as they get older, you know, you that's the reason why we have to do that. You form that united front and mm-hmm. we have to do the hard work ahead of time. We absolutely have to talk about those pieces. It's not something that you just gloss over. So a lot of times we have this blended family thing where we add each other and stir, mm-hmm. right? And it's just supposed to mix and blend well like Kool-Aid, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and and that's the fallacy of it, right? Add and yeah. stir. It's just like, oh, it'll, it'll all work Sad out. Water. You know, oh, it'll just work out. Like, no, 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 no. Families take work, right? Mm-hmm. All families take work. And when you're bringing in, you know, two different family structures together. Extra work. (laughs) Extra work, right? And so doing the work ahead of time, right? Even in discussing those things of discipline, um, discussing the issues of, you know, how are we going to run our house? You know, Mm -hmm. how are things different from, you know, each household? What are the traditions? You know, what are the things that we need to consider, you know, and what things you want to bring in? Hey, and then consider having that actual uh, uh, family meeting. Yes. You know? prior to this so we can always talk about and feel valued and have contributions to you know even if the kiddo is five yes for sure you know and that's that proactive Mm -hmm. versus reactive communication absolutely actually that's that's really good um and so you have um being able to do that you Mm -hmm. know and um, have the conversations, have the tough conversations, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, if you need to get someone to help guide you through that, do that. Okay. Be empowered, do that. Yeah. You know, if you need to seek out a therapist or counsel mm-hmm. at your church, or there's another family that's similar to them. I based a lot of things off of, there was a family that had three boys. Okay. And they were older than my kids. Uh-huh. So that was one of my go-tos when huh. things were yeah. going on in the family or in the house and I don't know how to deal with this and I don't know how to do that. Um, sure. What should I do here? Did I overstep my bounds here? You mm-hmm. know, because there are times I'm, yeah, I'm sure my husband would say that I overstepped my bounds. Sure. <laughs> well, and vice versa. I mean, what parent doesn't, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think that's, it's a learning process for the adults. Like yeah, I'm, parenting is hard. Yeah, it is. And it it's 
constant, like, you know, Adeline will be a little cherub one day, and this is my biological. And then a while later, she's, I'm like, where in the world, <laughs> like, where'd you come from, come you know? From. So, yeah. I mean, I can imagine on the other side, like, then you're hesitating, you know, how do I address this? So it's a constant learning process, knowing that, like, yeah, we should look out for resources and be constantly mm-hmm. improving our own, like, reaction mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. kids, not just reaction to each other but yeah. also the reaction to the kids like like what your son s- said to you mm-hmm. at the very beginning like no this is my dad's house like <laughs> you you had to watch your reaction I'm sure mm-hmm. I was wow. wanting to ask that like you know how did you approach that because that's that could you could have taken that very offensively you could have you know there are many different ways you could have went with that like how did you react to that you know what I I think God was been with me for a long period time. <laughs> yeah. He really did help through a lot of things that mm. we kind of went through. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, just in terms of giving me patience mm-hmm. to really understand, you know, where this young person was coming from. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so my kid was, and he's, they're my kids. I come out, they're all my kids. All of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that was one of the things in our home actually, um, is that there were no steps. In our family, yes. right? There, there were no steps. The only steps are the steps, you know, the you, stairway the command, going up, yeah. right? We're we're all together. We're all one unit, yes. you know. Yes. Um, you know, so I'm gonna fight for you like anybody else, and mm-hmm. you know, everything is 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 as you need it. That's good. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, being able to be really uh, patient, observant, and kind of understanding. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that it didn't give a little. Um, edge to my back a little bit, right? (laughs) Of course. It tightened up a little bit, but it was like, okay, well, how, how is he seeing it through there? Um, and I quite honestly, I can't really, um, I know that I handled it well, like, well, I understood. And I said, yeah, it, I think it was something to the matter of, yeah, it it was you're in your dad's house, Mm -hmm. you know, but now we're going to be coming to live here too. It's going to be our house. Uh-huh. And um, he seemed to accept that, yeah. you know, yeah. so he didn't, you know, but he's a, he's a really cool kid, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. a cool he young is. man. He's 25 yeah. now. So he's a young man. He's, he's a young <laughs> yeah, man. He's a yeah. <laughs> I like that you focused on his experience in that moment. I mean, there's, I think there's a balance between like letting a kid just disrespect you, but you focused on his experience and you thought, yeah, you're right. Like this was his home. This is what he's used to. It's like the, um, the metaphor. And you kind of talked about it with the Kool-Aid, right? Like, you know, just stir and mix it's blended, but really it's not, it's not like a blender where everything just blends together and it's a smoothie. Um, it's more like a crock pot, right? Where some of the kids are those carrots that just take a little bit longer to cook and get tender. (laughs) And you have to identify that in each child and each dynamic can be like a carrot, you know? You know, just to piggyback off that, um, working with a a couple right now that, um, even though they have, they're bringing multiple kids together Mm -hmm. in their family and they both recognize in each other that the other um, works with the other uh, other you know kids better sometimes. Mm. Like you know they're they, they work with their non biological yeah their non biological kids sometimes they like are able to speak to them in a like like this person needs non escalation like mm-hmm. they just need a very calm soothing voice in this or this person really needs empathy and they do really well addressing those different needs in the kids and they acknowledge that but they also acknowledge the fact that they can 
sometimes flare up mm. when it's not their style. Yeah. And so just working through some of this stuff when it's not like, well, in counseling is so helpful right. because you're not escalated. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not yelling at each other yeah. and it's not with the kids. So it's a good time to kind of put everything on the table and say, you know, like we need to talk about this. What do you think? Do you recommend that um, families come to counseling as a whole family or as just a couple or in what order? What's what's your preferred style of working with a blended family? My preferred style is um, a lot of times I sometimes will meet with the the entire family first. Okay. Right. Mm. Um, Because I want to see the dynamics. Sure. Right. (laughs) I want to see how everybody comes in, comes into my office and, you know, Mm -hmm. and see how everyone's um, interacting with each other. Right. I will then break up the family right uh-huh. i want to bring the marital couple in because mm-hmm. you know they are the core yeah right and they are they set the tone you know so their division sets division in their house their unity brings unity to the house Love you that. know brings structure so um you know being able to bring them in um and I love it when people are proactive and actually come in before, you know, before the marriage, because you can reduce the risk, you know, of divorce. That's what the fear is, right? That this is not going to work, right? Yeah. That we're not going to be able to make this work. And um, what's always interesting is uh, one of the first things I love to tell people is like, look, it takes five to seven years for a family uh, um, that comes together, a blended family, to form their new family identity. Wow. So... They, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's been a year and we're still not getting along. And we should be getting along, right? Right. And we should. And I often tell people, I said, look, I said, it all goes back to the same things of bringing a group together, right? Storming and norming, right? Mm, it always yeah. comes back to that. Those same functions have to go, you know, have to have to work itself through. It's just working it out in your family. Mm. And so, um, you know, and once people recognize that, oh, well, we're, we're kind of where we're kind of supposed to be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're kind of working things out yeah, and it takes and, that and long. it's, and it takes that long. I said, yeah. it happens that way when we get married, it happens mm-hmm. that way. You know, and you notice, I said after about five years, you know, you mm-hmm. stop with the up and down so much, you know, okay. or feeling like, you know, there, there's yeah. that rift and I got to be me and I got to take care of me and, you know, yeah. and make sure you see who I am and all these right. different things. Um, you know, and then you start to recognize that everything is not, uh, a, a deal breaker. Uh, right. You yeah. know, and that's what we feel oftentimes. So especially like with marriages and remarriages and yeah. things of that nature, that first year, two mm-hmm. years, you're looking for that deal breaker. Right. right? And, yeah. and, and they're feeling like they're, I, it always makes me it just hurts my heart when I see people get married, you know, divorced and then like a year or two. And I'm like, you didn't give it enough time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, probably so because you see so many people like work it out. You know, like you, you're dealing with this all the time and you could see like, Hey, if these people would have been proactive maybe, or would have given it a more of a chance. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is that there's no hopeless marriage, Mm. right? And there's no hopeless families. You know, if we're able to put the work in, right. And it's like, whatever we're willing to put in, I call it, put it in the soup, you know? So we're, we're in, uh, in a session in the office and we have this cute little sand tray that Carissa made. (laughs) Maybe it was Adam. (laughs) But, um, but I always tell him, I'm like, put it in the soup. Mm. You know, let's put out the hard things that we need to talk about. Let's put it in the soup. Oh, that's good. So you actually have them pull sand tray toys and put it in the sand tray Mm -hmm. to create the soup. 
things we got to talk about. We'll pull out the feelings Django, put words in there, just different things. You know, let's put out the things that we don't want to talk about. It's hard to talk about. That's the work we do here. Right. I love it. And so, um, you know, but just being able to recognize that that, you know, that that you're in normal stages of development of a group, you know, this is what's happening. And so and it helps to take some of that pressure off because Mm -hmm. the pressure is that we should be through this already. And And if we're not through with it, maybe we're not to be together. Right. It wasn't Mm -hmm. meant to be together. You know, um, it just didn't work. We're broken. We're too broken. And that's why divorce rates for uh, second and third marriages are so much higher than even first marriages. They're like 60%. Yeah. And then it goes into like 70 to 80 for a third marriage. Yeah. 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 It's really high and really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, It's often interesting. I love when I have couples that come in that have had these previous marriages right mm-hmm. and now they're coming finally yeah. some, uh, sometimes yeah. on the third marriage right um and it's like uh i i often tell them i'm like i'm so glad you're now finally here to do the work mm-hmm. you know i yeah. said you finally realize that it's it's time to do the work there's some things that we need to you know figure out yeah. um for your level of functioning so that you're not repeating the same mistakes as you've repeated for stage one and stage, you know marriage yeah. one and marriage two right. or marriage one you know yeah. um we all mm-hmm. contribute Yes, you know, yes. <laughs> to to um, what's good and bad in our marriages. Right. We right. all contribute. Um, and so, you know, um, being able to put things in perspective, mm-hmm. um, uh, understand the stages of what's going on, yeah. um, understand that, you know, there's certain things that we absolutely cannot gloss over, mm-hmm. sweep under the rug, yeah. think that it just throw it in the closet and it uh, just won't um, show up again. No, it's coming back out. So <laughs> I, just laugh. I just laugh sometimes because they're like, you're so direct. I was like, I don't know any other plate way to be, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, because, you know, these things are going to be showing totally. back up, you know, education and, on those topics. That's important. Yeah. So you got to you're that ro- in that role. You're educating the couple. And I, I guess that that's kind of like on our third point. Yes. I, I guess we're like dancing around it right yeah, now. Yeah, right? exactly. So the third pitfall that uh, blended families mm. can experience. What is that? That's thinking you're alone in the struggle. Mm. Right. So, so we can't let her uh, get a therapist because that will let someone else in. Well, mm. it's that we can't let ministry know we can't we have to have this little perfect like facade, mm-hmm. you know, even though things that's why we, sometimes we hear over the pulpit, you know, the pastors always talk about how, um, you know, the families, you know, are looking so great at church and they go home and it's just like. Hellfire per se. It's your Instagram uh, profile. Right. (laughs) And, you know, and, 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 um, and the problem is this, is that um, we talked about some of the other pieces, you know, of um, not being, of being reactive and not proactive and Mm -hmm. thinking that we ought to be at certain stages and we should have conquered certain things and we should, you know, that we, and that we just know everything, Mm -hmm. you know, Parenting in a step family is different than parenting your biological, you know, mm-hmm. fa- in a family, right? Or a traditional family unit. Um, it's different. It's the same, but it's different, yeah. right? And there's different toolkits and tools. So you mm-hmm. talked about, you know, one of the parents was able to really empathize and they were able to speak calmly in certain voices. You know, those are things, those are skills. You know, yes. when we talk about communication skills, communication skills are needed for everybody. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Especially sure. families, as you know, because that's the biggest thing. Have you noticed how people kind of, I call it, they they don't talk to people outside of their families the way that they talk to their families. 
That is true. The filters come way down. Yes. And it's almost like they don't give respect like they do to strangers, but to their own family members. Absolutely. It's amazing to me. And I said, would you talk to your coworker that way? Mm -hmm. No, because you get fired. (laughs) Right. That's amazing. But yet we fire them emotionally almost. Right. right? Mm. And so, um, you know, the thing is, is that with the families and just thinking that you're the only person to struggle with this, Mm. that, you know, your, your own um, unmet expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is what you thought should happen. And it's like, you know, how many people actually read the literature that's out there on, you know, forming a step, you know, step family, right? We hope people are actually doing that. Most people are not. Yeah, you know, like, oh, it's just right. gonna work out. Yes. So, right? speaking of literature, we want to get some recommended resources from you. Um, so, if someone is thinking about marrying someone who has children, or they are in a blended family, what are some resources that you would recommend for them? Let's see. Maybe um, before marriage and after marriage, right? Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Oh well, my first resource is get some help. Okay. Some, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no re- reason to recreate the wheel. Yeah. Right. And there's some things that you can put in place in terms of a plan, you know, or a, getting a, a better understanding, mm-hmm. you know, beforehand. Right. Yeah. So don't wait till the fire hits. Yeah. Let's be prepared to say, hey, this is what we're going through. Okay. Um, it's really cute. I have a little couple that comes in there getting ready for their first child. Aww. And so they wanted to get some things worked out prior mm-hmm. to the kid coming to into this world, the smart. baby coming in, right? Yeah. And it's very smart, yeah. right? Very smart. Love that proactive. Yes, aspect. and so that's the same attitude that mm-hmm. we actually have to have when we are bringing in two different fa- you know, family structures, yes. right? Um, so get counseling. Get counseling. Okay. Get counseling somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that you're coming in already understanding what the dynamics are, could look like sure. what things you need to put in place, dispelling some of those myths. Absolutely, yeah. And so um, that's like number one. Then there okay. are lots of resources really out there, right? Okay. Um, and then so Dr. Gary Chapman just came out with the Blended Families, yeah, yeah, and that's a excellent resource in yeah. terms of um, you know we all like our our. It's always funny because within. Um, church you know we always want to be able to have everything you know under a biblical uh, umbrella and it's like you know we want to make sure everything is sound and things like that you know because the things of the world are different than the way we experience them here right Right. um and so um so you have that um there are lots of different books i actually have um some resources that um i actually sent them i didn't send them okay (laughs) you'll send them and we'll link them in the show we'll link them in okay but there's um there's a couple of cool things that are out there um, in terms of um, checklists for blended families, mm-hmm. right? Um, things to kind of go through. Um, one of the resources is, is actually really cool. is It's, it's um, called um, Black and Married with Kids. Ooh, okay. Right? I've seen that. And yeah. it's a couple with, uh, their name is Ronnie and uh, Tyler. Um, they have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. You know, and I love it. It's so biblically yeah, based. Um, I don't find that it's it's really race based and the city based at all. Okay. It's just good old sound yep. old face old fashioned advice, you uh-huh. know. Um, but they get to the nitty grit of the issues, you know, nice. the things, you know, I, I appreciate people who are direct. Right. Yes. <laughs> that was helpful, especially yeah. in this day and age. Right. Right. And yeah. it's like nothing cliche, just straight things yeah. that okay. that work. Right. So we'll link their YouTube channel and resources that you send to us. Um, and then Gary Chapman's book on blended families and yes. the five love languages. 
And then um, anything else? Then we have Rondale site, right? Rondale. Yeah. Excellent. Um, um, excellent kind resource. of been the staple. Yes, he's for... very much so. And he on his 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 webpage is Family Life Blended. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of resources, mm-hmm. books, podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, things, you know. So one of the biggest things is just keep yourself immersed, yes. right? In yes. the things that are all things family, right? Mm-hmm. Because all of us have things we can learn. Absolutely. None of us have just totally, you know, conquered the market on this, you yes. know, and we're just able to do everything perfectly. I still make mistakes, right? I make mistakes as a wife. I make mistakes as a <laughs> mom. Us, right? <laughs> you know? The thing is, is right when you get it figured out, it changes. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. It's like we thought we had two-year-old just figured out. Nope, <laughs> now we're three. <laughs> I had no idea that parenting older children you know adult (laughs) adult children children. we wouldn't know yet (laughs) would be as as hard as it is Mm -hmm. and um, i'm like wow i'm actually like what happened to the earlier years you know (laughs) i'm like now i'm working you know now i'm working i'm having to apply a lot of clinical skills there you go a lot of good communication yes yes and so um you know but um just immersing yourself really with all of the information that's out there um you know and recognizing that you are not alone please Mm -hmm. seek out the resources i said there's someone else there's plenty plenty of people that are undergoing the same circumstances that you are do not feel like you have to recreate the wheel Mm -hmm. you know get tips figure some things out Mm -hmm. um you know learn from them you know um develop relationships with your kids Mm -hmm. all of your kids spend time alone with each kid you know sometimes we just all blend in there together and it's like no you need that one-on-one time right in education we call it like two two for ten okay And um, so we'll spend two minutes a day for 10 days with one child, just talking specifically with one child about life and what's kind of going on. Just being intentional that I'm going to get my two minutes in. Absolutely. Down on their level. On their level. Because you'd be amazed how many kids don't feel heard, not Mm -hmm. listened to. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and how do we build those connections, you know, Mm -hmm. so that kids feel safe. Right. So it's the same things we have to bring into our families. Right. And and be able to have that connection, have that bond. Bond, mm-hmm. you know, I laugh. So the same child that told me this was, you know, mine and my dad's house, right? <laughs> I have to kick him out of my room, right? <laughs> um, so you want over? Also, do I say, um, you know, your dad's coming up here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. And um, you know, and so I said, but it's being intentional, taking mm-hmm. them out going and spend time with them, you know, mm-hmm. um, learning about them yes. um, and, and hearing them, you know, that's and that's why I say, I say, I wish I'd had some of the skills that I have now, yeah. you know, early on. Um, mm-hmm. and the just tools, really, yeah, like, ah. serious. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes what, what a difference would it, would it have made, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if my kids had just been heard more, you know, yes. their issues, their things that were going on. Sure. Um, you know, if my husband had been heard more, you yeah. know, all yeah. of that. You know what I mean? So true. Um, Because what was interesting, and I didn't mention this, is that we, you know, when you talk about the families and families coming together and and step families and things like that, is everyone has this feeling. So, you know, I, you know, women oftentimes feel um, or we bring our kids into the situation, we feel responsible. Right. Right. And um, I learned later on that my husband um, didn't, um, what did he feel? He felt like, um, he was being compared really a lot of times, you know, or that um, they wouldn't receive him. They wouldn't love him 
the same. And I was just like floored, right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. my kid was like a year and a half, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, but we all have our insecurities, right? And there's all things and thought process that we can, that we think about, but we don't always bring them to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was there's years. no safe place because that requires a lot of vulnerability mm-hmm. to bring those insecurities. And if we haven't got to that stage because of being threatened or whatever, yeah, those won't come out, but they will be reactively coming out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Wow. Absolutely. So, so like there are so many good nuggets here yeah. and we're just like very thankful that you are so transparent in straightforward. Yeah. Thank like, you for sharing your own experiences yeah. too. It's oh, so helpful to have, in addition to the, the clinical expertise that you have, um, to have your own experiences. So folks, um, get some help, get some resources on board. We're going to link the resources that she shared. Um, if you want to get in touch with Cynthia, um, you can go to imagineMeFC.com. You can also email her at I M. So the letter I, the letter M, Cynthia, at imaginemefc.com. And um, she also has her phone number listed as a public contact. So you can contact her business line at 916-272-0950. She's an amazing therapist. Uh, If you are in the Sacramento area, she has so many hands-on play therapy and creative therapy techniques. I love walking into the office and just seeing everything everywhere. It's like, it's like, what's going on in here? Um, well, you know, yeah. she's so talented with children and yeah, we Families, see that. Families, yeah. couples. Yeah, she's great. So um, even if you're not in the area, she does online counseling as well. And I was, I was so impressed. She was a go-to right when COVID hit. Cause I was like, how are you doing online counseling with kids? And she had all these like, you know, techniques she was using and ideas. And she sent us this Google doc with yeah, all these, amazing. all these ideas. <laughs> but, um, so we're going to close today. Um, so Cynthia, we close all of our podcasts by asking you to do the dear young married couple letter. So thinking back to the first couple years of your marriage, what advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank, dear young married couple. So dear young married couple, Uh, The advice I actually wish I had received is the knowledge of the marital dance. Mm. And I, I often teach from experience, right? And I go from what, what, what I know and understanding that it takes time to form and norm your marriage. I had a lot of expectations that were higher. So did my husband and boy, were we reactive, right? But, you know, sometimes if, if people could learn to let it ride its course, right? Let it ride its course, um, you know? And so if I had had that information, I, I wouldn't have been as stressed, you know, about mm-hmm. and or rigid, you know, because you try to manhandle things or mm-hmm. try to make things happen. Um, but I, I, I wish I had, someone had just talked to me about the marital dance, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and how, what that looks like as two very selfish, you know, because we're all involved in ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Taking care of ourselves, you know, learning to become one. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. takes time. It doesn't take six months. It doesn't take a year. <laughs> it doesn't take two years, you know, really we're going to five, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I think it takes a lifetime. It can. Right. It does, yeah. you know, because it's still changing, you know. And yeah. so um, those are that. I always go back and I think about that, you know, yeah, and it's like, yeah. you know, 
Um, and, and that's what makes me passionate about working with with my couples, yes. you know, and it's funny because um, in my company, um, in the business, in the practice, it's, you know, so our main thing is imagine me, uh-huh. right? And then we offset. So we talk about imagine us, that's couples. Okay. Imagine we, that's family. Okay. Um, imagine me thrive is like an individual um, want to maybe change over business, like things it. like yeah. that, uh-huh. just different yeah. life goals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have imagine me play. Uh right that's for my kiddos right so i love working with my kiddos but you know we all need to know that you know we can see life differently Mm -hmm. right life can be different you know um sometimes you feel like it's just so stuck you know and it's like you know i i I encourage you to look again you know and that's that imagine piece Mm -hmm. yeah look again look again again and see you know what can happen with this marriage there's no helpless marriage uh, hopeless marriages no hopeless families no hopeless kids Mm -hmm. you know it can all be taken care of it can all be done if we want to put in the work Ah, so good you heard it folks (laughs) thank you cynthia for being with us for sharing your heart and um, we will link everything you shared and her contact information in the show notes people so thank you oh thank you guys i appreciate it thank you All right, friends, we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.